0: Welcome to Sea Time, everybody. We are doing another one of our fun interviews. Uh, I want to say it's Thursday night. It's been a long week trying to catch up from all the stuff that's been going on uh, after the holidays. You know, we had our interview with John Day and our episode then on Tuesday. A lot of fun. Tonight, we have David Camo. It's a lot of fun. To get this kind of perspective, I only talked to Kirk Caselli once about Baja, and so I know very little, so I'm looking forward to learning a lot more, not just about Baja in general, but as well about their experience as they won again in what some people say was, you know, a very competitive year. They were, you know, that today this was the year that people were throwing all kinds of competitive names out. So we're gonna figure out if that's true, if it's not. This is Seat Time. For any of you who don't know, seattime.co is the website where you can find us. We thank uh, Fly Racing for all of their support. We're going to get into this and see how the evening is going. So first off, David Camo, how is the evening going, kind sir?
1: It's going pretty good, you know? Just a long, long day. I don't even know what day it is. That's how bad it is, you know? <laughs> yeah, I had to figure like. out it
0: was Thursday, so it's okay. <laughs> <laughs>
1: right on. Yeah, so it's it's good.
0: Were you uh, training today, or were you just uh, goofing off, or what was the regime?
1: Uh, a little bit of training, a little bit of uh, hunting, shooting. Uh, a little bit of boxing.
0: So is That's, is uh, shooting part of your training regimen? Is that like I'm gonna beef up my badass skills by getting out there and doing that?
1: Yeah. Uh, well, just it's just some kind of motivation that we do in Idaho because there's nothing really to do here. So <laughs> it's just kind of an excuse to go shoot, and then we call it exercise. Right. So
0: <laughs> exercise yeah. <or> trigger finger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly.
0: <laughs> okay. Well, I think the the most you know, Not that it's not the most important, I think it's very awesome, but it's also very prevalent is the fact that you guys, your JCR team on your Honda 1X just won the Baja 1000 uh, about a week and a half ago. So, in the shortest of terms that you feel like going into, tell us about your experience. I mean, I have a slew of questions, but I just want to know right off the top of your head, how was the experience and how did it go for you guys?
1: Oh, man, the, the experience is amazing to do, but... It's, it was just, it's a long, long two weeks. I mean, we go down basically like a week and a half before and you go pre-run your section. And Colton had a 300-mile section of pre-running. It's from the start to 300 miles where I get on. And then I had like about 250-mile section I had a pre-run. And I did about six times of pre-running, which is, it's difficult when you do the Peninsula run because you I started like at five o'clock in the morning with sunrise and I got on the bike, rode, did my section, and like when you get done riding, you have to hop back in the, the truck and go back up to where you start. By the time you get back, it's it's midnight or not midnight, but it's just dark. So it's it's a it's a long day, and I'm like my my driver Scott Dunleavy, uh, He didn't really let me eat as much. He just kind of kicked me out of bed and gave me <laughs> a couple power bars, and I was like, "All right, you're burning daylight. Let's go get the hell out of here." I'm like, oh, all right, cool. That's just maybe he maybe wasn't a, that maybe." One. maybe made me made me a sandwich and that was about it so i mean it's like you have 12 uh 12 to 17 hour days and it's just it's grueling and the whole entire time you're just hoping like you just want to wake up the next day and just go race get it over with yes
0: and uh those those 12 to 17 hour days that you're talking about that's all the pre-running that you guys use that's actually prior to uh the actual race is that right
1: yeah, prior to the actual race. Okay, and so,
0: pre-running is kind of like walking the test at the ISDE. You're just you're out trying to get like a lay of the land and understand where the trail's going.
1: Okay. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like uh, if you did like supercross or motocross, you get to do your practice laps and you put in like your hot laps and you kind of figure out where to go. We have virtual checkpoints, so you have to know where to be at on the course. And you know, everyone knows Baja. Everyone's seen Dust of Glory. Right. There's <laughs> The the this, the faster lines, of course, you know everybody's gonna take a faster line. That's just being creative, but you can only go so far because you have these virtual checkpoints, which they they use them off like a GPS and they're like little coordinates. You can't go more than a hundred feet away from them or
0: you get penalized. Hmm. So I mean it's, it's a, a part of it would be like if you're out pre-running, you can figure out where maybe the bigger ditches, bigger gullies, and the easier kind of shortcuts to get from checkpoint to checkpoint might be. So that you guys can kinda as you said go faster between all those virtual checkpoints.
1: Yeah, the, the main the main thing about like pre running is knowing what's ahead. Right. Knowing that there's there's gonna be a ditch or maybe you're gonna go pre run at the same time that you're gonna get on the bike during the race so you can kind of figure out how the local traffic is, maybe know where the cows are at, where the horses are at, or <laughs> I mean it's 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 gnarly. It's a it's you have so much going on at once and I mean my my, my section was like 100-mile-an-hour uh, section down the roads, and, and I mean, yeah, we get the chopper, like, kind of, like, go over the top of us, like, maybe, maybe like, 500 yards ahead to kind of notify people that there's a bike coming. Wow. But, you know, in Baja, everybody's living their everyday life. They're working while we're racing, so they're still coming down the course, which is their everyday road, and we're racing down their, their, their regular-day drive, so, I mean, you have horses, you have dogs that run out. I mean you go through towns and it's like the local town that's their like carnival for the year. Wow. So everyone's kind of pumped off the side like I mean they're trying to touch you when you go through town and yep. like some of the towns we have like these speed limits going like on a road like speed zone yeah. so it's like you can't go over 60 miles an hour. So you're it's it's not fast but it's difficult because you're trying to stay 60 around a corner the whole entire time. Oh
0: man. So I'm trying to not fall over. Well um, Yeah, there's, there's Oh.
1: There, there's de- there's definitely a lot you got to do like for pre yeah,
0: it sounds like one of the things that uh, Destry, Abbey, uh, Destry Abbott told me uh, when we had him on a couple weeks ago before Baja was that he's done it a couple times is that whenever you see a big group of people coming up ahead, that's he said sometimes those are the times you have to watch out the most because sometimes they like to have a couple beers and set up you know maybe maybe not death traps, but some form of trap or something like that. Have you ever run into an yeah. experience like that?
1: Oh yeah, it's even even like uh, like a few days before the race. I mean, everyone gets out. The locals get so pumped that they're like, "Oh, the race is coming!" They, they, I'm pretty sure they don't know what day it is. I mean, (laughs) when you're down in Baja, you kind of forget what day it is, what time it is. It's always five o'clock somewhere down there. (laughs) So you come up to like just a huge crowd of people, and you just like, kind of have to slow down even when you're pre-running, just because you don't know what you're in the middle of nowhere. There's people standing around. It's like you kind of catch on, like, oh. They had one too many beers maybe. They have a shovel. Oh, hey, let's dig a hole. Check this out, man. Let's see what happens. How's the suspension? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it's stuff like that. Like even like pre-running, you you, you can kind of automatically assume that there's going to be something there when you see people. So you back off a little bit, ride smart, and just go over the obstacle that they make or go around it. Yeah. Or like I've a couple times aimed for where they're at because it's smoother. And... It's not like really running them over, you just get really close to them, and they love it. It's even better than their little jump that they make, so. <laughs> That's I awesome. I mean, it's like, their, their, their jump is like, uh, you know how the kids make like li- little BMX jumps yeah. out in the dirt the kind that, literally
0: pitch your ass end up over your head?
1: <laughs> yeah, it's made for like uh, three miles an hour seat bounce instead of 110, so. Oh,
0: my God. So the- <laughs> yeah, you gotta be careful with that kind of crap. Okay, so obviously, then you spent quite a, uh, quite a few weeks and time and, and lots of precious brain cells pre-running and making sure that crap didn't go crazy leading up to the race. So coming into the race, uh, after all that, knowing that KTM is trying to you know dethrone you guys, and then of course uh, the THR guys are out there; they're trying to put you know. And you've got other teams competing. You know, so was this year different or did you guys just go into it like you always do and just, you know, kick ass and take names or, you know, was there anything well, different coming in this year?
1: This year was like way, way different because normally Honda has two teams. They have a Honda A, Honda B team. Okay. And so this year we only had one team. It was a just Honda A team, right. basically. Timmy Wiegand, Colton, and myself. So the, the first Baja 250 – KTM won it, we got second, Cali got third, or actually I think another team got third. And then the 500, uh, Cali won, we got second, KTM got third. And it was just, it was a lot more difficult this year because we actually had uh, KTM with a full team and Cali with a full team. They had four riders on each team. And we only had the three riders, which was good. I mean, we, we knew what we had to do and it's it's it'd been nice to have one more rider, but we didn't need one more rider, so it's it's kind of good for us. Yeah,
0: no, absolutely. I mean, that's I mean, if that's you, yeah, you didn't, and so it worked out obviously uh, the way it was. Was there anything? It sounded like that you were the ones that took over second. Was that correct? That you were in second position on your team, or did you guys kind of go back and forth in different spots throughout the course? I know it's different when they had they had four, you had three. So, kind of tell me how you guys broke down your sections.
1: So, uh, we, we were just going to do like, Colton was going to do the top section, the first 300 normally, and then I was going to do the middle section, and then Timmy was going to do the bottom section.
0: Okay, so you guys do just go straight at it then? first?
1: Yeah, straight at. Okay. We, did, we, we really didn't want to leapfrog it, because you take the chance of the other rider not making it in time down in the, mm-hmm. the chase vehicle, so, but we did, we did take a chance, uh, Colton did the start Three hundred to or from the start to three hundred and, and something. El El Cicero where I got on. And then I did like two hundred and fifty miles. Then Colton jumped back on in San Ignacio and we put lights on the bike. And then he did like another hundred mile section. And then I jumped back on the bike and did a, a forty mile section. And the reason I jumped back on because it was a lot like a National Heron Hound. Okay. It was like really technical, rocky, and there was a bunch of water crossings that they wanted to put me on before. They, they basically didn't want Timmy to go through the water crossings and run three hundred miles wet.
0: That completely makes sense. Nobody wants to do that when their underwear is wet, right? I mean, who wants to? do So
1: that yeah, anymore? get get the get the new guy and just say, hey, uh, uh, we got a section for you to do. No, it, it worked out great. I really, I really, I wrote it. I wrote the section once. I'm like, yeah, this is this is gonna be a good idea. This is gonna work awesome, you know. And then. I only got to pre-run it twice, but they were both on the daytime. And I had to race it at night. And I've never really raced at night. The only time I race at night is at twenty four hours at Glen Helen, so All
0: right, we saw pictures of that online. So okay. I've talked to guys that have done uh, different 24-hour events and you know there's a strategy to that. So what was your strategy going in knowing that you had to start riding at night? Did you change your sleep schedule, change your eating schedule, anything like that or did you just kind of say, "You know what? I'm going to be supporting the team and when I got to ride, drink a Red Bull and just go to town."
1: <laughs> it was you know, it's just when it comes to race day, you're so amped. I mean, <laughs> I was like I was up like 4:30 before the race and After the race is over, I was still up the next day. I think we went to the beach because we got down like 3 o'clock the next day in the morning. And then no one went to bed really. And then we went to the beach the next day. So I was up for like 48 hours or something. But (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you have so much adrenaline when the race is going. Like, I got in the the, the box van to go out to my section and wait for Colton. And I was so nervous I thought I was going to puke like four times. I kept telling my driver, I'm like, oh, I'm just getting car sick. I'm getting car sick he's like yeah okay sure yeah, he's
0: like I'm not nervous I'm a real man it's whatever sure No, like,
1: it, it's like like we I kind of I mean you do the pre running we have long days of pre-running right. and we had like two 17 hour days of pre-running so it kind of it kind of mentally put me in the right position to stay alert and awake because my I got on like at I want to say like 12 o'clock and I got off at five o'clock. Yeah. And so, right when I got off at five o'clock, they put lights on. Then Colton went again, which is gnarly because I think he did a total like four hundred and twenty some miles, <laughs> so which was which is awesome. I mean, that, he he's a total BA. So
0: right, yeah, you you can and you then, can say stuff like that here.
1: Awesome. And then Timmy, Timmy's section was water whoops the whole entire time. And he, I, if you know Timmy Vegan, he's uh, like five foot. One maybe.
0: <laughs> he's like a little Jamie Lanza. Actually,
1: he's- Yeah, he's he's, <laughs> a, he's They're like the same size. So imagine Timmy riding a clapped out bike. The bike wasn't clapped out because usually you think after 500 miles the suspension gets soft. Our suspension was awesome. Like it was so good. Yeah. Timmy thought it was bitching. So so you know what a track you got like
0: clapped out things and that was not a clapped out thing?
1: It wasn't. It's, it's so amazing how good our, our Baja bike is. But Timmy got to ride Sand Hoops for. Forty miles straight, I think, and then you get to ride in the fog, going no pause. So,
0: Good God. yeah, I mean, it, it sounds like you guys had like every kind of, you know, besides snow, uh, you know, and, and maybe dense forest. You guys went through just about all the different types of uh, terrain out there. Yeah, it's. I've never it I've was, never been to Mexico anywhere, let alone Baja. So I'm unfortunately quite ignorant to what it looks like and stuff like that down there. But it sounds like you guys had just about everything.
1: Well, the big deal, the big thing was that we had like hurricanes, like like a month before, so everything got like washed out and flooded out, and there was a lot of water left. So it was it kind of like the the one little middle section I got to do was kind of like a national hare and hound on the second loop with a little bit of GNCC water crossing. Sweet. So.
0: Hell yeah! Okay. Now you guys are doing all these crazy miles on the bike. You said the suspension worked really, really good. Uh, what was one of the one things that one thing that you noticed about the bike or maybe a couple things that the setup is just so different so weird you know going into going into something like this about you know a 1000 something miles what is 11, 11 9, 1190 miles on the bike
1: yeah the the setup's way different than what we normally do everyone thinks that you need a lot of power Oh, well, we got to have more power we got to have a lot of power we got to have power it's not having the power it's having a bike that tracks and one that doesn't burn off a rear tire. One,
0: it's having balls.
1: Yeah, that <laughs> hold on to the bike and just pinning it. Because my 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 section was a road section. I had the same section as Destry during the race, and and it's it's like high speed two track roads with rocks that are kind of hidden. You just hit them, and like when you're pre running, you like you go slow and you start hitting all these rocks. But if you go faster, it's smoother, and you don't notice all the rocks. Hmm. So it's like I had one day, I'm like, oh, I'm just going to cruise, and I kept hitting rocks, and I'm like, what am I hitting? So I had to go back and look. I'm like, dude, what the hell? So I just – I ended up pinning it the whole entire time during, during pre-running. During the race, it was – I didn't fill one rock.
0: That's crazy. I mean, I- I
1: mean we're, we, when we pre-run, we had these four-gallon tanks on too. Oh,
0: okay. and you, But you so, didn't have that – I guess you didn't need that for – the race because you guys got to certain you guys had the, your pitting all timed out for gassing and all that kind of yeah thing. yeah
1: we we have the Honda pit support and that's 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 a big deal especially for those point points right there, there's a lot of it's a that's like the biggest part of the strategy for racing is having the Honda pit support I mean I know that probably Cowie used some like Baja pits and then they had their own pits and KTM probably had to do the same thing because they couldn't get enough support out in certain spots and that. Your pit guys are your big deal. Like, if you watch NASCAR, the guy comes into the pit, he loses like two seconds, and he's back in twentieth. Right, yeah. So it's pretty
0: nuts, man. Yeah, watching the Formula One that took place in Austin, you know, you watch those guys, and you could see the time they were talking about when they would lose like you know a third of a second. And you're right; they have like they would lose like two places, but and all of them were pitting at the same time, so it's like absolutely insane. I can only imagine that you guys are trying to kick ass and take names, even when it comes to putting gas in your motorcycle. But uh, yeah, so you guys won. <laughs> you got the one X back. You know, I know that uh, I, I, to my knowledge, looking around, you know, you you were a KTM rider for a very long time. You're on the Honda team this year. So I want to know what the what it was like coming in there, getting the win, and then the after party situation after the fact. I mean, was it just like Mexico, or was it you know like eh Mexico?
1: <laughs> uh, you know, it's. It took a while for it to to click in. Like, you, it's like winning something. It'd be like you won the lottery. It's like, sure, yeah, okay, I won the lottery. Then it hits you. Then like a couple days later, it hits you hard. I just won You're the like, Royals oh, roast,
0: bitch. Then it hits you. <laughs>
1: I, yeah, I just won a million dollars. But I'm like, oh yeah, I'm gonna go blow it on something. Whatever. No, it's it's it was like winning the lottery. It just. You didn't. You didn't. I didn't know how to react to it. Basically, it was a. It's a. It's a pretty hard hit.
0: Yeah. Huh. So I mean, uh, and then obviously, you know, Johnny Campbell being there. Essentially, he was kind of your your fourth man, if if needed. Um, there, you know, ready to ride, but he was at the end, ready to celebrate with you guys when you guys got the win. You know, how excited was he when you guys came in?
1: Oh, he he was really excited. It was it was a big thing for him, having this is a 16 win in a row for Honda (laughs) so it's it's a big it's a big thing especially with the winning with competition having KTM and Kawasaki because last time that happened was 17 years ago (laughs) I think
0: (laughs) not 16 years ago yeah
1: yeah it was a a long time ago so just having that for Johnny is a a big deal especially having a three-man team it it shows a lot
0: yeah okay are you gonna do it again next year or do you want I hope to? so you hope so okay right. well, that, no yeah I, I mean you got to you got to ask those questions because it might be I don't know it's two weeks out your ass might still be sore and you're just not sure <laughs> so it's it's like
1: it when you go do six days you're like you go do it and after the third day you're like I'm never doing right. this again <laughs> and then it's like you're there again the next year and it's like how did I get back <laughs> it's like, oh, this is so much fun. And like third day hits, it's raining, you hate life. And it's like, I'm never doing this again next year. Nice. Baja, is way, Baja is way different. Baja is like, after you, you're pre-running, you're like, I love my job. And it's like the best job you can have. It's like, this, this is the best job ever.
0: Uh, that's so, so awesome, man. Well, uh, congratulations, obviously, on your win. Um, we know that you're uh, obviously fly racing. Fly racing is a big supporter of seat time. We have to give a shout out to them. Uh, because of the fact that they support Sea Time, we really appreciate that. Flyracing.com is where you guys can go check them out. Uh, as, as we said many a times, they have their new 2013 gear line out. Uh, I don't mean to break, you know, I don't mean to, to beat up on a broken record kind of set, set up, but it's awesome stuff. They've got all the new uh, Hyperlight gear out. It's really great. Just got in my new uh, gear that I ordered. It's fantastic. You should definitely go check it out. Flyracing.com. We thank them for their support. Okay, so Mr. Camo. We wanted to know a little bit more about your your growing up ins because we know you grew up in Boise, Idaho. Boise, Idaho just doesn't seem like, I mean, it seems like, sure, a dirt biker's paradise, but uh, it doesn't seem like the place that, you know, you would be a hare and hound guy, you know, a best in the desert kind of guy, a Baja kind of guy. You've been to the ISDE a couple of times. So, you know, tell us a little bit about your, your you know, growing up where you grew up riding and then kind of how that translated into all the racing that you've done.
1: I mean, I, I initially grew up riding down ditch bank roads, dirt roads. So, I mean, that's probably like the biggest one, pinning it down a dirt, ditch road, and all the farmers didn't care, so as long as I stayed out of their field. Yeah. So as long as I can just have fun, no one really cared. Everybody loved it, and I actually had like a motocross track in the backyard. My parents didn't really care. I had just rode around the horses most of the time, so that kind of helped for Baja. Right. But it's like growing up in Idaho, and we we live like on the tree line in the, the southern desert, so I never really ride the trees. Yeah. Because if you think Idaho, you're like, oh, yeah, trees, mountains. Yeah, I, I have that option, but I really go ride the, the south part of the desert and go ride all the sand washes when it's wet. And you can ride all year year long. It, it snows down there, but it doesn't really freeze, so the, the ground's awesome. Yeah it's just all the rocks are hidden by the snow so you kind of hit the, the rocks but
0: <laughs> sounds like you've, you've already figured out how to how to not do that though with your experience there in baja you, you've learned about rocks in the desert
1: yeah you, you kind of pick that up as you go i mean you still hit rocks you still wreck you still have to pick up your bike you, you sometimes you don't know where you're at but it's, it's part of racing yeah. so
0: all right well okay I definitely don't mean to take up all of your evening by any means, but we want to know what's coming up next for you. What's going to be coming up for 2013, and uh, what, do you have any plans, any of that fun stuff?
1: Oh, you know, uh, there. I, I'm still going to race for sure. I don't know what I'm going to do. Uh, I don't really have a contract with anyone. I don't have a contract with Honda, but Johnny is nice enough that he, he said he'd give me bikes to use, and I'll probably end up trying to do... The, the National Heron and Hound still and I want to do some Enduros and there's quite a few uh, rally races I think that Jimmy Lewis is going to put on and there's also the Mexican 1000 which is just going to be a rally race yeah. and so I'd, I might try to do that and see where it goes but and then hopefully uh, maybe be a backup rider for for Honda or for whoever you know yeah. whatever
0: I mean you never know so I might start a team
1: Yeah. Hey, perfect. We could, we could, we could ride, a uh, like quads around or something or three wheelers, whatever.
0: Hell yeah. As long (laughs) as I have my helmet on and my pint full of awesome, then I'm in. That's pretty much how it's going to be the best time ever. Okay, cool, man. Well, I really appreciate it. We want you to tell everybody out there where they can keep in touch with you on Twitter, maybe on Facebook, any of that kind of stuff. If you have a website, please just go ahead and tell everybody about it right now.
1: I have a website, it's davidcomo.com, but I wouldn't go to it. I haven't updated it for ever. I don't even know how to use Skype, so.
0: <laughs> hey, we figured um, it out, we got you here.
1: Yeah, it only took uh, an hour, so no big <laughs> deal. I, I do have an Instagram, it's davidcomo. It's like, I think all one word, and I have a Twitter, it's davidcomo, pretty simple. I'm yeah, it. <laughs> and then I'm Facebook, <laughs> yeah, Facebook, davidcomo, it's it's pretty creative, I know. Hey. I I try, I try to keep it super simple. <laughs> With a haircut like take, that, I'd... we
0: don't expect you to stretch the limits too much, man.
1: Well, it used to be ladies' man, but I, <laughs> I took that off. So
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, it, it's either you're in a relationship or you know you just realize that you're into men. So it's one of the two. It's a secret. Okay, I won't. I won't tell anybody. <laughs> <laughs> awesome dude well so we said the same thing about ourselves the places that you can find us if i can actually get any of my feeds up there it is seat is the website where you can find all of our fun stuff all the shenanigans that we post online as well we're on the facebook it's facebook.com slash seat time and if you want to tweet us real hard on twitter which we hope that you would it is uh twitter.com slash seat time underscore co so those are all the fun places that you can find us Again, uh, Mr. Camo, Camo, Camo. Camo, 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 whatever. Kamikaze, another crazy man.
1: Yeah, or J-model. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> the,
0: sixth, <laughs> the sexiest Asian guy in Idaho. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'll take it. <laughs> there it is. Awesome, man. Well, we really appreciate the time. Have fun out there. And uh, next time I make it back to Boise, we're going to have to hang out because I actually have been there once.
1: Once. Once i we'll have to make it twice. Yeah,
0: if I make it twice, we're going to hang out there. <laughs> Is that okay? All right. All right, dude. Take it easy. Remember, always Peace. enjoy a pint full of awesome. <laughs> Later, dude. See ya.